Welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and wow, so excited you guys are here today. And even more excited to introduce you to my friend Kaylee, who's currently laughing at me because <laughs> yes. Anyway, I cannot wait for you guys to meet Kaylee. Kaylee Banks is a sweet friend of mine that I've known for, I think we figured out earlier, it's been six years. When we met, I was 24 and she was 16, which is crazy town, mm-hmm. right? And she is a super talented and super creative artist and writer. And today we're going to be talking about a really fun topic, and that's just creativity and art and choosing to let the flowers bloom, mm-hmm. which is very fun. So before I give away all of your secrets, Kaylee, <laughs> will you take a few minutes to just introduce yourself to all of our listeners, maybe share a little bit about yourself, your age, although I might have just done that, um, <laughs> where you live, and some fun facts. Yeah, my name's Kaylee. I am an artist and I guess newly writer and just all over creative and just passionate person. I'm 22. You can't multiply six plus six (laughs) plus 10. (laughs) Well, I do it. I knew what you meant. Yeah, so math. Can't tell I was homeschooled. Uh, I was homeschooled. I live in Franklin, Tennessee, and I've lived in the greater Nashville area for 13 years, Mm -hmm. which is a long time. When you're 22, it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I don't know, a fun fact, really, maybe it is that I've lived here for a long time, but I'm not from here because I feel like I meet a lot of people in Nashville that are from other places, but have been here for maybe more like three or four or five years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat to have a very, not from the roots of, but just a very like insider's growth experience mm-hmm. to Nashville because it's really cool and to get to grow up in a really booming city that grew up kind of with me. So, And where are you originally cool. from? California, Northern California in Sacramento, lived on a fruit farm and out in the middle of nowhere, didn't have cable. So when you tell people you're from California, I feel like that can be anything. That could be a farm or it could be in LA. So it's most people think LA. They yeah, they attribute They've never been to California. Because that's the same thing. Like, oh I'm from California. You know, I'm born and raised in California. They're like, oh, the beach? And I'm like, no. No. (laughs) I I think I went to the beach for the first time when I was like ten, and then that wasn't really the beach. It was like sort of the beach, but it was cold and rainy. And that sounds yeah. like Northern California. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. It was <laughs> fun. Like well, we have that fun tie too, because we're both originally from That's California. That's so true. I feel like I attribute that to you because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people I feel like that I do know here that are from California, mm-hmm. but it's probably only like maybe 5% of the people I know, 5 or 10%. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the people that I do, it's like that. I don't know. It's like a special connection, but it's kind of like, oh, I guess I don't really have to like explain like Kind of like my whole, like, oh, I'm from here, but I'm here now. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is still home, and it's kind of weird. It's and that's still thing. home, and who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, mm. that being said, I would love to hear from your perspective. How do we know each other? Yeah. So we met six years ago, as you said, Crazy. through mutual friends. My friends were my age, and you were <laughs> worked with their mom. Yeah. And you're obviously a lot younger than their mom. But uh, you worked with their mom and I was really close with them and hung out at their house all the time. And you were just kind of there and like mentoring them and being in like, kind of like an older sister. Yeah. So you were kind of that to me because I don't have any sisters. Well, I have sister-in-laws, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have any blood sisters. And so I didn't really get that like intentional mm-hmm. older but not old woman, you know, kind of just. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. <laughs> older, like, you know, a good like five, ten years older, you know, give or take. But not old. No, not at all. Not at all. Because it's, you have to have that youthful just spirit about yeah. you to really connect with young people and feel valid to them, but also respected, mm. which is really hard. I feel like that's hard to peg. I hope to be, I hope to peg that when I'm, yeah. you know, a little older. 
to really be valid to young people, but then also be like really well respected and mm-hmm. admired too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you did a good job with that. That's which is why we're still friends. Yes. If you didn't, we probably would be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you did a great job. So I, I feel you. like I've you're worth holding on to and still Thank you know you. hanging out with. I feel like I'm like an old soul, but I have a really young spirit. Part yeah. of me feels like I'm 85. Yeah. And then the other part of me feels like I'm 16. So I kind of teeter Such a in great that. Place to be. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it shows and in the best way possible. Thank that you. that I feel like that shows. You're so sweet. Make me blush. Okay, and last question before you get into our topic is, where is your favorite place you've ever been or maybe a place you're hoping mm-hmm. to go? Well, I, from California, but I never really got to travel in California a whole lot till I was an adult. So going back, I kind of got to pick where I wanted to go. And San Francisco is definitely at the mm-hmm. top of that list. I love the ocean, but I'm not, I mean, I'm redhead and very, 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 very white. So I don't thrive at the beach, <laughs> but I thrive at the cold, like misty, you know, like mm-hmm. Northwestern ocean. So oh, San Francisco yeah. has been really fun. Yeah. I have never been up past like Tahoe. So I haven't ever even been in like Oregon, Washington. Oh my gosh. Oh, want to go. you need to go to Portland. So maybe that's my aspire. Like San yeah. Francisco is my fave now and like Portland and Seattle and all yeah. those places. The Pacific like, Northwest really is go. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, you you would love it. I, I think you would thrive there too. <laughs> so if you can plan a trip, you should definitely go. I will. Okay, well, let's move into our topic and yeah. that is art, faith, and choosing to let the flowers bloom, which mm-hmm. is a fun little drop because that's actually the name of the book you just yes. published, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So before we get to that, from my perspective, having met you when you were 16, so you were, you know, a high schooler, mm-hmm. though you were homeschooled, so mm-hmm. you were probably a little bit ahead, <laughs> and you were working and, you know, doing all this stuff, I always saw that you had just a very unique edge to you. Mm-hmm. You're very creative, I could tell. And it's been really neat from a very much a bystander's perspective see you come into that on your own. And granted, I've been gone for a few years, so yeah. a lot of that has been seen through things like Instagram. Yeah. But it's been really, really cool to see you step into that and own it and now like put your stuff out into the world in a way that is so, gosh, just inspiring, yeah. honestly. I mean, I don't really know really how else to say it. It sounds really cliche to be like, well, you're so inspiring. <laughs> but like, it's really beautiful because yeah. it's not easy to do. Yeah. You know, there's there's risk involved in putting something that you've poured your heart yep. out into. So looking back, where do you think all of that originated? Just your creativity, mm-hmm. that uniqueness, that gift, those gifts that you have. And how did you know that it was something you wanted to pursue? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, really that's a loaded question, question yeah. for sure. But I, you know, grew up kind of with a lot of freedom to pursue really whatever I wanted to. So it was very encouraged, you know, like my mom did a lot of her own stuff, went to college for like nutrition and had a lot of passion for health and food, but was a stay-at-home mom and encouraged us to just kind of, it sounds so silly, but live our best life Mm -hmm. of just being the healthiest, being the most clear-minded and pursuing the Lord and how to best equip us to do that above, you know, here's what your career is going to be. Which I think is incredible. And I, you know, for all the things we can knock our parents down for, that's a really, really good thing that I really admire about my parents. Mm -hmm. And my dad was a businessman. So he like encouraged us to save our money and like just spend it well and like just pursue things that were not necessarily going to be like money makers, but we're going to be like, he saw like just so much potential in Mm -hmm. all of us kids of like, oh, you could do that for a job. Or you're really passionate with, you know, you're good at building things. And my brothers are like woodsman people and craftsmanship and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And like, you know, just kind of seeing the, that thing about a person that makes them different from the crowd 
that they can chase as their passion, but can also be something they can pursue as a career. So all of that meshed together in the four kids in my family. Like we all chased just whatever we wanted Mm -hmm. and succeeded in it. Cause I think we had, you know, we are talented, but we had so much support from the people that mattered most, which were our parents Mm -hmm. encouraging us to just pursue whatever we wanted to and just support us. And I think when you have people on your side, like even if you aren't good at something, if you have people on your side and in your corner that are cheering you on, that are the most important people, you grow into that Mm -hmm. success no Mm -hmm. matter what. And I think that's like a big thing for me. I've gotten, you know, people call me creative or successful or whatever, like as an artist. And I'm just like, that's cool. But I think it's not me. Like it's so much just obviously the Lord working through me and me being open Mm -hmm. to pursue those creative gifts that he's given me that he hasn't given anyone else, which I think is Mm -hmm. awesome. And we all have that in us. So that's, yeah, I kind of started from very, very beginning, Mm -hmm. I guess, is when I really knew that I was creative and that was something I was going to do. Yeah. You're almost like, yeah, it's like you get the compliments and the kind words from people and the encouragement, but you realize that in a way you're kind of standing on giant shoulders, Mm -hmm. right? Because other people have supported you and encouraged you to do the things that you're good at and also that you're passionate about, which gives you what you need to keep going, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So cool. Well, what are some of your favorite forms of creating? Like you do a lot of things (laughs) yeah, and I don't actually know what to call some of it. So, (laughs) but like your Instagram is so beautiful and so unique and I feel like everyone should follow you. (laughs) So I'll link to all of her things in the show notes. (laughs) But what are some of the ways that you, that you create and, and where do you see yourself gravitating more towards? Yeah. Well, I did a ton of like photography was my probably my first mm-hmm. medium that I pursued as a form of like self-expression because I did tons of art and was into like language arts and writing and creative writing in elementary school and high school. But photography was really the first like kind of step out of like, oh, this is something that isn't just like mm-hmm. for school. This can be something that's actually really, really self-reflective. And it grew from that because I was telling you earlier, I call myself an ex-photographer because I really don't do photography anymore. It's great. It's great. It's like a former life. (laughs) At 22, my former life. Yeah. I don't really pursue it as much anymore. Not that I didn't like it. I think that was just a stepping stone from figuring out how to, you know, like use my hands and use Mm -hmm. my eye to translate what I saw in my head and how I felt in something that was beautiful. Not necessarily like beautiful just in the sense of like bright colors and stuff, but Mm -hmm. really just beautiful and that it really reflected how I was feeling. And that looking back on photography for me, it meant so much getting to pair like either my own words or song lyrics or just like words from a book with a photo Mm -hmm. and just sharing it like that meant so much to me. And even when I wouldn't, you know, get a lot of attention for a picture, like it would still mean so much to me to Mm -hmm. just share my work. Mm -hmm. So I built up a really, really good appreciation for, you know, sharing intentionally and not just having like you know, whatever pictures on your Instagram or whatever, kind of having it be beautiful and pleasing to look at, but also really just focusing on you being your biggest fan of your work mm-hmm. and just having it be a self-reflective process. Mm. That's yeah. just like good advice for anyone <laughs> on social media. For sure. Like, I feel, no matter what you're posting. Yeah. But I'm guilty it of it too. Anyway. Like, I feel like everyone kind of goes through 
just the ebbing and flowing. Like it just happens. Definitely, we all learn lessons, which is the reason that sidebar. I'm very excited (laughs) that they're going to be eliminating likes on Instagram. Yeah, because I think it's gonna people are going to be more creative and more free Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to post and share and whatever. Yeah, the things that actually matter to them Mm -hmm. versus the things they think will get. It's very true. Very true. I'm stoked about that because that's that's what everyone should be doing regardless. So too. Because you started with photography and then you went into kind of adding things on top of the photography. Yeah. So I kind of moved into like just almost getting bored with photography and kind of mm-hmm. feeling like I could do more and I could create more mm-hmm. and build upon that and make it even more true to what I was feeling and what I really wanted to communicate to people. Mm-hmm. And that was really when I was kind of like, you know, 19, 20, 21. So semi recently mm-hmm. of this transition of kind of just visual and photograph stuff Mm -hmm. into like doing a lot of like lettering pieces, Mm -hmm. which I'd been doing. I've been doing like lettering since I was probably 15 or 16, but really incorporating those two and incorporating my own words and just getting more like just diving more into what it meant to reflect just like me as a person and Mm -hmm. maybe not just the things I was feeling, Mm -hmm. but the things that really made me unique and tapping into those and then building upon those. So that kind of led to the collage work and I was challenged by so many people that were close to me. People I brought in to be like, can you influence me? Not necessarily directly asking them, but just bringing in people that I knew were different and, you know, in my mind saying, okay, I'm bringing this person in mm-hmm. to just influence me creatively, you know, just relationally mm-hmm. and every way so that I can have like a more well-rounded understanding and experience of just what it's like to be human. Mm-hmm. And what it's like to be an artist and creative. So that really was what pushed me to do all of the like collaging and just having like no limits, really. Mm -hmm. That was what I gave myself in art. I was like, how crazy can I like make an art piece? (laughs) And like, what can I use? And what can I just like pull out of the fridge and like put a picture of that in my art? (laughs) And I've had my, that's my favorite thing. Cause arts, I think at least my art, I want it to bring people together and unite us so that we know we're not just alone in the world. And I've had so many of my art pieces, people ask about them. And I get to say like, oh, this was like a pineapple I cut open and just like (laughs) photographed or like tinfoil or like this is my foot (laughs) or like that's my foot flipped upside down that I took on a piece of tile. Like just weird stuff that Mm -hmm. you'd never think to put in a photo or put in a, you know, collage or Mm -hmm. just that would even be beautiful and just kind of turning the weird into pretty yeah because i feel like you see weird art all the time you're like i can tell that's weird but (laughs) my art's like oh it's beautiful and then i get to be like this was a floor like in my at my work like this is like a mat on the floor and it's just like they're like whoa that's so cool and i don't know it's just it's that's been so fun and like Mm -hmm. i want it to be fun and you know it can be self-reflective and really introspective and can help you grow through dark times but I want my art to be fun and funny too, because that's Mm -hmm. also just part of me. Yeah. Those are things that reflect me. And you've gotten more and more into poetry as well. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of been the most recent medium that I've taken, which was really just birthed out of needing to have like, you know, a therapy for myself Mm. to go through a lot of stuff that I went through really just in my whole life and things I reflected upon Mm -hmm. and wrote about, but specifically in the last like year and a half to two years, just, you know, nothing crazy, one pivotal thing, but just lots of things that I felt like sort of did knock me down over the course of a couple of years. And 
when, you know, when those rough things happen, like, especially me, I tend to just, just like fold in over myself and just get swept up in the emotion and the feelings and just like bury myself. And on the flip side, while that's so easy for me to do, the flip side, I have this like just desire to see beauty come from the dark times and be positive and happy Mm -hmm. and encouraging. And so it's like these two like really contrasting weights of my personality that I feel like I'm so true in both of them Mm. that when all this kind of happened and just kind of this coming of age, like, you know, going into my 20s was just like, I've got to do something new, like taking a photo isn't going to work anymore. And like, you know, painting or whatever, it's like this, it's not going to convey what I really need to get out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think, like, I really think poetry has been a gift for me because I just started writing and it just flowed. And Mm -hmm. I never spent more than about like maybe three to five minutes on a poem. Like some of them, I kind of went back and in the book, you know, putting a book together, was like, I want to change that word. Mm -hmm. But like, everything just came out all at once. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, why I believe it was, you know, meant to happen to me and meant to be something I would experience. Because it's just been a process. And then, you know, having the courage to arrange it all and publish it is like, that's what it was all for. And mm-hmm. all the hard times and the good times and all of it's paid off because I've written about it and they're not for me anymore. Like they're meant for mm-hmm. you and they're meant for people who want to read them. Which is amazing. So that's been the recent endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you kind of shared bits and pieces, but I'd love for you to go a little more in detail with part of your creative process. Mm -hmm. So I get like a lot of it is when you feel like there's something you just have to get out, you Mm -hmm. have to get it out. But how do you say you're approaching a blank page or Mm -hmm. just a blank slate and you have emotions or feelings or thoughts or whatever? What does your artistic process then look like to bring that out of you, Mm -hmm. your heart and your mind and your spirit and onto your computer or yeah. a piece of paper and then out into the world. Absolutely. It looks a lot of different ways. I think I channel like different parts of who I am creatively. Like if it's just going to be like a visual piece, it's things that I think most of the time just look weird or that I really <laughs> just want to like bring to life. Or like if I'm just making like a collage for fun, it's like buildings and mm-hmm like water and flowers and kind of just whatever. And I like to just keep myself on my toes and challenge myself. But the process is really just observing things in my life and either writing something down about it and writing something like a poem and mm-hmm. and then making that something or like photographing, you know, a picture of a building or a plant and then zooming in on that plant and making it something totally different so that no one knew it was a plant or <laughs> pulling colors is something I love to do. I pull colors from websites and just from pictures I see and Mm -hmm. from like my eye or my hand, you know, and just pull colors to make into an art piece that will, you know, almost like secretly to me mean I know what they were from, but no one else will know what they're from. Mm -hmm. So that's like just a fun mystery and just having it be for me, but then also people can interpret it and enjoy it. But definitely writing, like I always just... I have such hard opinions. I'm sure you can relate. Just really, really hard opinions. And not necessarily opinions, but also just beliefs and things that I just am so not necessarily stubbornly set in, but just so passionate about and Mm -hmm. so just convinced in my own experiences and how my life has played out for the better. Like just things that I just hills all die on, you know? And so that can almost, that's often comes across obnoxious and just know it all and like just not good things and things I don't want to be. 
And so art for me has really been a way that I can gracefully approach that. Mm. And if it's a piece where it's, you know, like the magazine I did with posers and, you know, the kind of the mock like portrait photos Mm -hmm. where it's just overly dramatic, you know, people pay attention to that. And when you're overly dramatic, they don't think you're being serious, which I wasn't. But then I had all this serious stuff that was kind of written into that. So it's kind of drawing people in with things that are really beautiful and things that are going to be attractive to people to see and Mm -hmm. and scapes and portraits and things that people love. And then kind of delivering your message along with that, whether it's in a poem or just in a picture or in an arrangement or a collage, kind of like subtly pushing that, (laughs) you know, here's what this piece is really Mm -hmm. about. And that's been really fun because I feel like just everything I always make, photography, creative, anything, is always kind of like on the outskirts of what people are paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Like I never really feel like anything I've done has been, you know, at the center of what people are paying attention to, at least in my world and my creative world and schooling and all of that. Like Mm -hmm. I've always kind of been on the outside. And so I feel like this has been a way with collaging and then now like poetry to really just still drive home my, like my beliefs and my passions and the things I really feel like I need to share, but in a way that really is going to be, you know, authentically attractive to people that draws them in mm-hmm. and then, you know, they read it and they can get offended if they want. I feel like I'm getting like an insider's look into your brain <laughs> and how like it's kind of amazing. Yeah. I'm sitting back and I'm like, mm-hmm. feel like like the proud older sister. Yay! Like, go! <laughs> and I'm over here like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, no. And that's, that's the thing too. You talk about inspired. Like I think I will have a poem that's about inspiration. I mean, I have a lot of that are about inspiration, but (laughs) one of them is like, it's like, what does it mean to be inspired? Mm. And is it like being motivated or is it just like getting fed up with the way things are Mm. and like being willing enough to change it? And because I see people, you know, you say that so like lightly all the time. It's like, oh, I'm inspired by you, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. And I think we we throw that around far too much. Mm. And how often do we actually really mean it? And I think to be inspired it will inspire you to immediately get up and go do your thing. Mm -hmm. Because we can be inspired by so many things. I can be inspired by a plant growing and I'm not going to go become a plant. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, man, like how do I grow? How do I do it in Mm -hmm. my most true authentic way? And I think that's really what I want to convey in my art. Because I know mine's stuff is different and sometimes it does look the same as other people's and that's just because we're all human. But I want my work to just really inspire people to believe that they can do great things too. Yeah. Cause I've been on that. I've been on that side of like, man, like I'm never going to get to do this. I'm never going to publish a book. I'm never going to, you know, get married. I'm never going to move out or I'm never going to like, you know, be that great or write a blog post and all these things that we just doubt ourselves for. But like just having the courage to just do it anyway, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Just get on with it. Cause you don't have to be perfect. And I think yeah. perfection is an illusion anyway because everyone's everyone's idea of perfection is different. Yeah. Or everyone's idea of being ready to do the thing is different. Mm-hmm. And if you're always waiting for that moment, you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah. You just have to do it anyway. Yep. And if you fail, which is also subjective. Failure <laughs> is subjective too. True. I, I have taken the <clears throat> approach of looking at failure as an opportunity. To, you learn something from failure. Yep, absolutely. And failure is not really failure. It's just growth. Yep. So I, I know I'm always, it's taken me a lot longer than it's taken <laughs> you. But I always think like just if you feel like you're supposed to do a thing yeah. or there's something 
in you that knows you need to create this art or you need to take this trip or you need to apply for this job or whatever it is. Like, just do it. (laughs) The worst thing that could happen is you, someone says no, which fine, move on to the next person. (laughs) Or you have to, you know, give up the thing early or like whatever. Like really, you just have to start to consider what is the worst possible thing that could happen? And Mm -hmm. is that risk worth it? Because 99% of the time it is because you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to meet people. You are going to figure out more of who you are and why you're here. The gifts you've been given that you need to be using and putting Mm. out, like putting out the things into the world. So absolutely. That's awesome. But I really do feel like your brain's just like cracked open and I'm like, wow, look at that land. There's so much happening in there. I love that. (laughs) Well, welcome. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Well, so speaking of Well, now that we have taken a deeper look into your artistic process Mm -hmm. and some of the ways that you create, you've alluded to the fact that your faith plays a big part in that. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us more, like, how does your faith Mm -hmm. and the things that you believe inspire the things that you create? And maybe I wouldn't even use the word inspire, but how does like that thread just weave itself through all of the things that you're making? Yeah, well, it definitely goes back to just having a desire to be like, just real and authentic. And even when I've, you know, we all try to be things that we aren't, you know, we, we all mm-hmm. do that. And, but I think that some people just have more of a, like, I have like a beef with myself almost. Cause I'm just like, I can't let myself be just normal. Like I, I know that I have to be different. And it's, if it's in every aspect of my life, that's like, makes me even happier. What's your, what's your Enneagram? I'm a four. Yeah. You know this. You know this. That's why we're the same person. It's great. But we're not because there can only be one for us. Me. Um, <laughs> we're different fours. It's so true. No, I'm I'm for real. I, I've loved so many fours. But I really do. I mean, I've always known that forever. Yeah. So like figuring that out, at least with Enneagram that I was a four. And I still don't know my wing yet. But, you know, I I think I'm a three. Well, I don't know. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> figuring out kind of like what those attributes can talk to you about how you've processed things out throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. That made so much sense for me. Cause I was like, I, it's not that I strive to be different. It's that I already know I am. Mm. And I just have always avoided, honestly, I've really avoided art for most of my life because I feel like so many artists are so much more gutsy than me and so much more Mm. talented and so much more just creative than just better at expressing how they feel. And it's like, I don't want to compete with any of that. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's tried me away from expressing for a very long time and, or just expressing so different that I don't even, I'm not even warped in the same category as the people I really want to be. But definitely I, you know, have had faith for majority of my life and it's blossomed and grown and I've matured as I've gotten older. But I've always like just known that I have had a close relationship with the Lord because I feel like, man, that's going to sound so uptight. I feel like I have so much of his like just one of a kind in me, which we all have, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. But I feel like sometimes like, you know, I feel like Jesus is the only one who understands me sometimes. And I think that that part of the man, like I know I'm so different and I know I'm doing so many things different than the crowd. And I'm believing so many things different than the people around me, people at my age. I'm not doing the things that people in my age are doing. 
and I don't want to be. And you know what I mean? All these things just throughout my adolescence and young adulthood have just put me, you know, in with the crowd and then just flush back out. Like, Mm. no, that's not where you belong. And so in art, that's pushed me to intentionally set myself away because I didn't even want to be associated with an artist or Mm. a painter or a poet, whatever. Exactly. (laughs) So I didn't even want to be associated with that. So, you know, kind of coming into that, that was a lot of like self-absorbed style Mm -hmm. of like, oh, I'm so different. But then I think God really, really humbled me, honestly, in the last couple of years in a lot of ways that pushed me to just have this mentality of like, yes, you're different and yes, you have gifts, but you don't need to isolate yourself from creatives. You need to go be with them and you need to just be you and I'll do the rest of the work. Like Mm -hmm. that is such a breath of fresh air because I hate competing, Mm -hmm. especially when you know you possess really good things and it doesn't come about to just like put them out there Mm -hmm. because I'm definitely more of a, I'd rather keep it in my coat than show you type of person. Mm -hmm. So that's so awesome to just get to honestly really trust God with my art and with my pursuits that I don't really, I don't have to try to be different. I just need to be in tune with what he wants to tell the world through me. Mm -hmm. And as long as that's number one, like he'll take care of the distribution of who sees it and who likes it Mm -hmm. and who gets touched by it, which is a really great, I think it's just a really great way to, to do anything like having that trust in him. Right, and prioritizing him above the thing mm-hmm. or the dream or yeah. the goal because everything is going to flow out of that prioritizing yeah. the presence, right? For sure. That's amazing. Plus, it's awesome to just get inspired by him and get inspired by verses and inspired by stories in the Bible. And like, it's so fresh and so new every day, mm-hmm. even though it's, you know, it's it's age old, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but it's still so fresh every day, especially on a creative because God's the ultimate creator. Yeah. And if you're on his side, like, you know, you're in good hands and you're going to be, he's going to give you ideas. Yeah. And that's awesome. And then ultimately, yeah, he's going to do with it what he, he Mm -hmm. wants to do with it. You just have to be bold (laughs) and willing to create the thing. Absolutely. So cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of creating things, mm-hmm. you recently published a book of poetry and art. Yeah. Called Let the Flowers Bloom. I'm holding it in my hands mm. right now. It you is, can feel it. You can, so... you can hear it. <laughs> Little ASMR for you on a Monday. Um, <laughs> and it is beautiful in in how it looks, but I know that you have poured so much into this. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell us about Let the Flowers Bloom and why did you decide to put it out into the world? Yeah, well, I it has about 50 plus poems. I haven't counted them exactly, but there's at least 50 and they're over the course of about two years of my life and they're all pretty short. They're not, mm-hmm. none of them take more than two pages of, you know, small pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not, they were all written at different times just over the course of a couple of years. And kind of like I was saying earlier with just having art be therapy, writing poetry was very therapeutic and I never thought I would publish. I shared some of them throughout the course of those times and worked them into art pieces or just shared them with people mm-hmm. and got a lot of really, really great feedback of just bravery and honesty for just sharing such like heart open words, which is awesome and really, really encouraging. 
So kind of when a lot of people encouraged me to do it over the course of, you know, the time I've been writing, it was always a back burner. Like, you know, I won't, I'll do that in maybe like a couple of years or whatever yeah. when it's bigger and all this stuff. And then I just went through a really, really rough time over the summer and was isolated a lot and just feeling really lonely and like didn't know what was going to come next and what mm-hmm. I was supposed to do with all these feelings. And I couldn't really, I didn't really write a whole lot. And I thought, you know, what if I just, what if I just took all these poems that I have like buried in a drawer and just put them together and made it some new fresh piece mm. that I can just, you know, put my name on and give like a whole new meaning to mm. w- poems that were a lot weightier mm-hmm. than, than they were when I even wrote them. And, you know, and move on to share those and then move on from it. Like it's honestly, I needed to just collect it all and make it beautiful and share it and then move on. Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, I think when you are able to address your feelings and even if you don't make something beautiful out of them, just address them and understand them Mm -hmm. and then move on from them. That's how we grow and that's how we heal. So we talked about so before we started recording, we were as I do typically when I when we do I do a recording, yeah. I talk through the questions with a guest. So mm-hmm. Kaylee and I were talking through these earlier and she mentioned that about the feelings thing. And I just like again had a moment of how amazing and beautiful it is to learn that lesson mm-hmm. at any time, but at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Because I then shared, <laughs> I just learned this lesson like not even two years ago. And I wrote about it in a blog post. And when I was in Rome in 2018, I had a moment of mm-hmm. like realizing that for a long time, I've lived on either side of this pendulum. Yeah. Either my feelings were, I should be ashamed of them mm-hmm. and therefore shouldn't feel them, but just like put them away yep. and keep a happy face or whatever. That's how I kind of lived in high school. Yep. And during that time I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I struggled with self-injury. There was all of this stuff in my teenage years that then as a result, I pendulum swung to the other yep. side and I was like, well, my feelings need to be felt and everyone <laughs> should know how I feel. And so I'm going to wear them on my sleeve and I'm going to be <sighs> very high highs, very low lows. And it took me... <laughs> Till the age of 28 to realize, <laughs> no, there's a beautiful middle where you Absolutely. can acknowledge that your feelings are valid because they are. You mm-hmm. should feel them, but you don't need to live in them and they are not the truth. So you acknowledge them, you work through them, you do what you need to do, mm-hmm. and then you move forward from them, right? Absolutely. And so part of you learning that was how this book came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Which is amazing. Yeah, I think, you know... Man, I don't even know what I was going to say at that point. It's okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> what, um, I'm going to throw you a curveball question, yeah. but in putting this out into the world for people to read and learn, learn through and grow mm-hmm. from themselves, what's your like biggest hope for it? Definitely just, I mean, it says it in there towards the end. It's just says like, how much of a privilege it is Mm. to share your artwork and just to begin to just be able to create like how cool is it that we were made to express and Mm -hmm. to not have to bottle it up and even though that you know the other pendulum is just oh my gosh I'm so expressive and too expressive and you know need to learn to bridle myself in some ways Mm -hmm. so that I can you know be a functioning still approach people yeah yeah but that's such a beautiful thing that we can even do is Mm -hmm. the express and how cool is that that we can create and every everyone's creations are different Mm -hmm. but also that we do in this day and age get to share and i think like that's so cool to just 
be able to create and be able to share it so rapidly and so tangibly with people, mm-hmm. not even just through Instagram, but through, you know, the internet and just mm-hmm. through our just hyper awareness of ourselves even, which is good and bad to some extent, <laughs> but that we are so focused on ourselves in the sense that we're focused on making ourselves the best we can be, which I think so many people do through art. Mm-hmm. So I've loved getting to create art and I've loved getting to getting to share it and mm-hmm. just the uniting sense of sharing your art. And I guess, yeah, the thing I would say is like just communicating to people through art and through writing that no one is alone in their mm-hmm. feelings and no one is the crazy person for thinking this or feeling this. Mm-hmm. And no one's like, no one's alone in being afraid. No one's alone in being terrified that they're never going to accomplish something or that they're not good enough or that they Mm -hmm. are, you know, too much or too little, like all these things that we spent so much time, we all spend so much time just consuming and consuming. Like this, I want it to be a breath of fresh air for people to Mm -hmm. say, man, like I feel all these things too. And I don't have to be afraid to feel them. Yes. Speaking my language. Um, Well, one more question. And that would be for anyone who's listening, because we Mm -hmm. all, I think, I think for the most part, we all feel like there's something we were put on this earth to do. Absolutely. And for a lot of us, that is making something Mm -hmm. and putting it out there for whatever reason. So what advice would you give to someone who's considering stepping out Mm -hmm. for that thing, their their art or their passion or whatever that thing might be? What would be your piece of advice to them? Mm. I know. Definitely just having, try to have a perspective of, you know, yourself at, like 90 years old Mm. and thinking, you know, if I waited till I was, you know, 50 to step out and put my stake in the ground for this is what I stand for. This is what I'm here to do. Maybe I would still be appreciative, but what if I did it when I was 18? What if I did it when I was 15? What if I did it when I was 20 or 30? Mm -hmm. How much more would I have been able to accomplish? How much more people would I have been able to touch and relationships that I would have been able to have? Mm And just growth I would have been able to experience. And I think I love to put myself in that perspective all the time. And sometimes it's really scary to do, to think about yourself mm-hmm. at the end of your life. And, you know, sometimes I just don't even want to think about that because it's just <laughs> scary because that's so much time lived and so many decisions and choices. And But I think, you know, at the end of the day, like we all, like you said, we all have been put on the earth to do something, even if it's just to say something to someone. Mm-hmm. or to smile at someone or which everyone's purpose is way bigger than that but <laughs> stripping it down and saying okay what if that was the only thing like would you be brave enough to smile at the person mm-hmm. if that was your your entire you life's yeah. destiny and when you think about it in such a big pulled back but really weighty perspective it doesn't necessarily seem so hard yep. to put yourself out there because everyone else is in the same position everyone else is terrified to be vulnerable Everyone else is terrified to, on some level, to stand up for what they believe in. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. And Mm -hmm. if you are afraid and you don't know what you're doing, just fake it till you make it. Because you'll eventually make it. And reality is (laughs) no one really knows what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. It's all people doing it anyway. Like we talked about earlier, it's doing it in the face of risk because you have no idea what could come from it. Exactly. Yes. So good. <laughs> well, I have a couple just like ending questions yeah, for to sure. round out our for episode. Sure. So knowing what you know now oh, <laughs> yes. at the ripe age of 22, mm. 
What would you tell yourself at age 20? Okay, well, you asked me this in the, you know, the pre-show, and I was had a really good answer for it, and you shut me down because you told me to say it now. So well, I didn't want to know. I wanted oh, it to be a surprise. Absolutely. On the spot. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a live response. Yes. I, well, so we're talking about the book. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it two years ago, but I started writing it about in a two-year-ago time frame. Mm-hmm. And the things that are present in the book had definitely already started happening. Mm. And a lot of that was happening to me when I was kind of like 19 going to 20. Mm-hmm. And that was a really, really dark and lonely and really, really hard time for me. But it was, it was a long winded hard time, but it was at the end of it. Cause right. Kind of when I turned 20, a lot of like doors opened for me to just get out of my shell and pursue art. Mm. And it wasn't hard anymore. And it was challenging, but it was, it was just like snowball effect, just downhill, but uphill in a good way. Like downhill <laughs> gravity, but uphill, whatever. And I would just say like, I was really excited when I was 20 about my art. I was excited about being me and not just being like an artist or a photographer, but like, who's Kaylee? Like, how is she different? Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's really easy to say no to those things. And I feel like I would give myself the advice to do what I did, you know, I made good choices. I said yes to to having new friendships and just mm. doing things that are out of my comfort zone. And I said yes to new jobs and new relationships and just things that were able to grow me and then ultimately put me on this trajectory to mm. go through what I've gone through and just have the courage and the, you know, the artwork and the writing under my belt to say, you know what, I can write a book and mm-hmm. I can illustrate it and I can do this. So really just being open. If you're on the cusp of like a feeling like you need to do something new or you're about to do something great, like have your door open and just Mm. be willing to say yes, because that'll get you so far. Yeah. And you have no idea what's on the other side of that. Yes. Absolutely. That's good. Get out of your comfort zone. Say yes to the things that present themselves, the opportunities. There's the small answer. (laughs) Thanks for condensing that because that's great. <laughs> um, okay, what well, another question that I have for you is mm-hmm. who or what is I feel like I shouldn't use the word inspiring mm. based on what we've talked about. Inspiring. But who or what is inspiring you? Yes, really, no, like, no, it's okay. Challenging you, encouraging you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there will be a couple things that all come to my mind. But the first one is honestly, in all honesty, is a podcast mm. by the two ladies from the office, office ladies. Oh podcast. my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, have not listened. Okay. No, I have not listened yet. I'm a, uh, I'm a diehard Office fan, and I could probably like if you told me a quote, I could probably tell you what season and what episode oh and gosh. when in the episode it was, it was said. Yes. And so this podcast is amazing to me because it's just the two like lady stars from the Office rewatching all the episodes. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, they oh. re. Well, they don't watch them on the podcast, but they watch them apart and then they take notes and then they just discuss it and mm-hmm. they tell you fun facts and they talk to you about the cast fun. and the, the people behind the scenes and just where they filmed it. So for me, like being a junkie office junkie, like it's really, really interesting. Also just from like a woman's perspective, it's really fun to just like hear two like ladies in their like 40s and 50s, like just chit chat. Like it's mm-hmm. so cute. And the other part that's really inspiring is they, like, they didn't start something new. They branched off of a career that they had, like, 10 years ago and spun something new off of it. And now they're creating revenue through that. And they're Mm -hmm. reviving their show Mm -hmm. and bringing it into this era when it's kind of something that 
without that might be kind of phasing out yeah. of our generation. So I think that's just really res- I mad yeah. respect for them. And it's getting me excited because I, I don't know if I would ever start a podcast, but it makes me excited to just be a part of one and just kind of be in a generation where that's a thing that anyone can do. Yeah. It's not a TV show, it's but it has the weight of a TV show that a TV show can have. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a big thing. And second, just probably like probably just like my family members, a lot of growth is happening in my family and just my siblings are, you know, stepping into their own really, really unique roles as adults. Mm -hmm. And my parents too are just becoming younger in age and younger in spirit and, Mm -hmm. and heart, you know, as they're approaching their older age. Um, (laughs) I have older parents, so they're, they're getting old, but but really seeing them almost like age backwards and get really, really youthful and just excited about life is really that. inspiring. So also your parents are just like the cutest. <laughs> I think your parents are so That's cute. That's a great way to Please tell them I said hi. Them. I so will. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course I will. Okay. Well, we've got one more question. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I love asking because there's such a wide array of answers mm-hmm. and that's kind of the goal of yeah. the question. I want just to hear from everyone's unique perspective totally. and personality what they think so in your opinion Kaylee what makes someone a wild heart well I I've never really considered myself I would never really describe those words on me which I think Mm -hmm. is really even more interesting because (laughs) that makes me want to answer it even more because then it's my own my, my own answer but I think just the sense of wild being not necessarily like uncontained Mm -hmm. but more just like free and not on anyone else's agenda Mm -hmm. like when I think of wild it's like horse wild horses Mm -hmm. or like wild flowers or like wild you know Mm -hmm. insects or whatever like snakes (laughs) and you know what I mean just like wild animals yeah and those are beautiful and necessary aspects of our ecosystem of our world and of our like in humanity but they don't they don't listen to society. They don't listen to, you know, mm-hmm. what the world's telling them to do. They they don't have to. It's like a it's almost like intuition mm-hmm. and just, you know, knowing in your heart who you're supposed to be. And then just the heart part, attaching that to a heart is just our not our mind. It's not wild mind. It's not wild arm. It's wild heart. And hearts are our most unique parts of our being. And I think mm-hmm. just attaching like an unbridled heart and operating system really just allows anyone to be anything and Mm -hmm. allows anyone to create, allows anyone to speak their mind, allows anyone to just love themselves, anyone to travel, Mm -hmm. anyone to write a book, anyone to, you know, apply for that job. Like Mm -hmm. there's there's so many things you can rope it into, but I think that's definitely what it means to me would be just not playing by anyone else's rules. Yeah. Not being bound by any thing really. And pursuing the things that you know you were uniquely gifted to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yes, girl. I'm here for that. Yeah. Yes and amen. Clap, clap, clap. We <laughs> <laughs> feel that on such a spiritual level. Yay. Um, and it helps too, I think, you know, what it does is different for every person and mm-hmm. based on where they're coming from and the passions they have and their experiences and everything like that. But when you have the common thread or you have the the undercurrent of faith that's mm-hmm. tied into that. There's, it's like you are unbound, but you're still pursuing the thing that's Absolutely. most important. Yeah. And that is going to then guide you into what mm-hmm. you're supposed to go do. Yep. 
it's like jumping into the river. The current's already moving. Yeah. We just get to go along for the ride. Yep. And he's going to take us where he Absolutely. Yeah. Well, girl, this has been so much fun. It's been so fun to get to explore more of just you and your creativity <laughs> and the gifts that you have and the ways that you express these things. And I want everyone to go follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I think your stuff is so different. Thank you. Um, and kind of like you've said, it's so unique and beautiful and poignant. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there's purpose in it and I see it. And I also, it's fun. Like Yay. your stuff is really fun. So I y'all got those things too. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, if you couldn't tell that I'm a four already, I, yeah. love, I love my artwork. <laughs> well, you should. Absolutely. Really Everyone good. should. Yeah. Everyone should true. love what they're putting out it's into true. the world. So it's true. y'all go follow Kaylee. Kaylee, thanks for being on this episode. Absolutely. It's been so fun. Thanks for having me. I just adore you. Yay. <laughs> I adore you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that you guys enjoyed my conversation with Kaylee as much as I did. And be sure to check out her Instagram and her website. It's all linked in the show notes because trust me, you are going to be so inspired by the things that she makes. And we will be back in two weeks where I'm going to be sitting down with my friend Ashley Underwood. And we are going to be talking all about sustainability. We're actually calling the episode A Beginner's Guide to Sustainability because we know it can be overwhelming and a lot of us don't even know where to start. So don't worry, we're going to give you some keys, tips, and tricks on how to get started in your journey toward a more sustainable life. All right, y'all, I cannot wait to see you back here soon. But until then, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.